The following podcast is rated R. No ifs, ands, or buts. Meaning, listener discretion advised. I'm director Andrew Duran, and we are the Two from two Hell. hell. In this going on, Anthony? Going ben. on, very good. <laughs> We're still working the kinks out. Don't worry. Yeah. This new is show, episode two. Yeah. Fuck off. It's a new show. Every fucking show has its kinks. Yeah. It's episode a, two. Yes. It's not like episode twenty-five. Exactly. Don't be an asshole. Shut up and listen. So how you doing today, Andrew? Doing all right, man. Watched a lot of good films recently. Other than that, nothing really. Still just working on my um my project, and that's about it, man. What about you? I'm doing very good, even though it feels like it's been really a subpar year for horror so far, which we will oh, really? get into in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we're going to first talk about two recent films. One good, one bad? One good and one bad, yes. Spoiler alert, motherfuckers. Yeah. I mean, but seriously, if you haven't seen these two movies by the time this episode airs, I mean, uh, really, I don't know what to tell you guys. Yeah, everything's spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Ready? Now, it begins now. Like, right now. Yes. All right, you want to start? Um, you want to start with the good, or you want to start with the bad, Anthony? You want to bum these motherfuckers out, or you want to get them pumped up and then bum them the fuck out? Uh, let's start off positive. Oh, nice and positive. All right, I'm a more um, positive person. So then, let's talk about Ty West's latest film, X. Oh my goodness, did this movie take me off my fucking feet? I was absolutely blown the fuck away, man. I, like, there was a lot of hype with the movie X, and I was like, you know what? I gotta see it first. Excuse me. If I can make any kind of remark on it, and, bro, oh, man. Uh, this is one of my favorite horror films I've seen in a while. Uh, fuck, dude. I, I like, I like his approach to the whole film, and... He sh- like I said, guys, spoiler alert, but he shows things in the movie that happen before they happen, and I don't really have any negative things to say about this movie. Like, usually, there'll be a movie come out, it's really, really good, but then you can nitpick. I really can't nitpick on X. I thought it was good from the start of the film, the fucking middle of the film, and the end of it was just all a fucking great start, great ending, amazing film. Amazing fucking film. Jenna Ortega, 
Mia Goth, fucking screen queens of the fucking future. The hands, the fucking women's horror is safe in their hands. What yes. Do you think about it? Especially Mia Goth pulling off two performances in the film. Two. Unbelievable. And i seen Ty West in an interview. Someone asked him and said, um, did you have anybody else in mind to play Pearl? And he's like, no. He's like, I had full confidence that Mia Goth could do both the whole time filming. Unbelievable. Fucking fantastic fucking movie. It is a great film. And I'll tell you this. This was one of my most anticipated films of the year. Because I'm a huge fan of Ty West. I love The House of the Devil. I love The Innkeepers. I loved The Sacrament. Yeah. All great films from Ty West. So when I heard about X, I was so excited for this film. Because Ty West has not done a bad horror film. And yeah, I, X might be his best film yet. X is definitely his best film. Let me tell let me tell you something, Anthony. I don't mean to cut you off, buddy. So watching the beginning of of the film, I'm um, getting these. So I got. I'm not gonna lie. I got a little nervous in the beginning. Okay. Um, not negative. Like I said, I couldn't nitpick, but I got nervous at, at in the beginning. Um, you know, if you don't know by now. Um, people listening, I'm a fucking huge Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan. It's one of my favorite horror films. Um, I got heavy TCM vibes in the beginning of this movie. But then it shifted, and it went away. So, I was glad because I was hoping so bad he didn't take the angle of going the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because, you know, it, it was on a farm. They were in the van. It, it, it was just starting to feel like it was starting to resemble Texas Chainsaw Mask, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And then, and then, like I said, spoiler alert, guys, when uh, Mia Goth is in the house with fucking Pearl, and Pearl touches her face, and she's like, you got a pretty face. I'm like, oh, fuck. Is she gonna, like, cut her face off and fucking wear it? I'm like, this is fucking bonkers, dude. But no, it just totally, like, took away from that angle. And it, w it was good, and I'm, I'm glad it shifted, because if he would've, you know, you know, copied and pasted the way, you know, the story of that movie and put it with, like, an angle of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it would have been, um, it would have been kind of weird. And this is not a Hollywood-type movie. No, There's oh, a no, lot no. of nudity no. in this film, which is shocking. And the cool thing is, is, um, the reason he went with, you know, recording a porn, what was it, it the, uh, the movie set place in 79, right, Ant? I think 69, around 69, between 69 and 79, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think it was 1979. Um, so that was like, you know, the beginning of home video. So when they're filming, a, uh, you know, a porn the whole time, and I'm like, you know, he could have, uh, he could, you know, he could have filmed anything, but he wanted to show what it's like to, um, he said it in an, in an interview, he wanted to show like pieces of what it's like to film a movie and you know since it was a slasher i mean you know there's tits and slashers so it was cool that he shot a porn and yeah just that was like his artsy aspect of the movie and uh, he wanted to show how you know how, what it's like he's like because like when they're recording it's kind of like when they're filming it's kind of like the same things i'm doing behind the scene so it kind of married 
It was so. It was, I, I like his reason behind it. He didn't just do it because he wanted to see a bunch of chicks get fucking blasted. You know what I mean? Yeah, he does a great job blending in both the autistic elements plus the yeah. slasher elements in this film, and it all holds into like one solid story. You know, it it, it doesn't. It also it it just blends nicely. It doesn't stray away. And plus, the kill scenes in this film are great. Great, absolutely fucking stunning. Oh, uh, what, what was your favorite kill scene in, in X, Anthony? Probably when Pearl threw Bobby Lynn into the waiting arms of a gator. <laughs> so that, that, that's, that's and the I'm opening in the first kill scene too, where she kills the director. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was uh, I think that was my favorite scene. He's in the van, and it was uh, uh the character's name is RJ. And he's in the sand, uh, the sand, <laughs> the, uh, he's in the van, and, um, you know, his girlfriend just got done, you know, doing a scene in the movie, and he was all bummed out about it, so he's like, fuck this, I'm out of here, and, you know, Don't Fear the Reaper comes on, you know, so, so I, that, that was like, maybe like a little, you know, homage to Halloween, the original, I don't know, maybe, um, or foreshadowing, gets, yeah, so he gets out, and, uh, Pearl, creepy-ass Pearl comes out and starts, like, you know, kissing him and touching him, he's like, why'd you do that? And, like, he wanted nothing to do with it, and she just fucking destroys him. Destroys him. It was absolutely amazing. The film also has a very good haunting score as well. Yeah. I like how they blend both regular photography and 16mm film for the porn scenes. That was really cool. That was really cool how they did blend that. I like that a lot. It really elevated more the artistic of this film. Yeah, it, it definitely um, it, it made sense too that he did that. I like, I like uh, that was you know a good thing. Good thing you brought that up. I I appreciated that he did that a lot because they are filming the movie, so you wanted uh, so when they were filming their parts of the movie, you seen it from their camera. Yeah, it was, it was a nice little touch. This is why Ty West is, I think, a very very underrated director. We don't talk oh, yeah. a lot about the guy. No. But he does great films. He does. Um, and um, we heard um, that there is already a part two in works. In post-production. Pearl. Yeah, it's called Pearl. And we're going to get a whole backstory on, well, Pearl. Yeah, and in post-production. They filmed this secretly. Apparently yeah. in conjunction with X. Yeah, so it's um Which from is what weird. I read. Yeah, absolutely. Like you wouldn't expect that, but from what I read, it's supposed to take place in 1919. So that's gonna be fucking kind of interesting. And it, um, obviously, Mia Goth is gonna play Pearl. That's a really big gamble on Ty West's part. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm interested in you know definitely seeing how I he can really go. Um, he can do a trilogy with this movie very simply. Um. You know, you have X, then he can do Pearl, and then he can do um, what happens with uh, Mia Goth's character after she leaves. So, Yeah, because we do um, get a reveal at the end yep. that this whole broadcast, this religious broadcast that's been playing in the background this whole film was about heard, this yeah. pastor talking about his daughter who ended up being... Maxine. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, it was Maxine the whole time, and that was cool. And then um, I like uh, how how it ended it with the sheriff. Uh, they find the uh, the camcorder, and uh, hey, what do you think's on this sheriff? Uh, and the way things look, probably some fucked up horror movie. <laughs> um, so I wonder if they they can go back into that. You know, I don't know. See that they will make it a porn. You know, maybe find the bodies and see that she's not there and try to track her down. I don't know. Be kind of cool. That'd be a very interesting film. Yeah. First of all, the next thing I'm thinking about: what happens with Pearl? Does A24 already have the rights to Pearl? Because that's what made it so surprising that he would do a prequel. Sequel that? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, not without probably. Without probably having the rights of X being brought yet. Right. Why would you, you know, you jump right into a sequel and not have, you know, someone to distribute the film? So I'm going to guess, I would guess it would be A24, right? Yeah, I'm guessing. I would think. Logic would dictate it. Yeah, maybe they signed some kind of contract, you know, right in the beginning of the, the whole thing. And he already had in mind that. Well, obviously, he had in mind that he was going to make the sequel, so maybe they, you know, came up with some kind of contract together or whatever the uh, situation may be. They may have done this through festival screenings. I'm not sure how that came about, but still. Mm. Yeah. But if this film was made without any distribution, that's very ballsy to do a prequel without any distribution for the first film. Let me let me go and say that the cast of X is fucking phenomenal. That's a good fucking cast. It's not no, you know, low, you know, new indie actors. That's a, that's a stacked cast. For an indie film. Yeah, look up their IMDb's. I mean, you know, just look up Mia Goth and Jenna Ortega uh, alone and... Fuck, I mean, that that's... A, he had, uh, Kid Cudi was in it. Yeah, um, and I think he also executive produced the film, too. Who? Kid Cuddy. Oh, did he? Yes. Oh, really? I, I I know it's like off topic and it's not um it's not a horror film, but he's done um movies with Miles Teller and uh so you know kind of big deal. It's amazing that they really got that cast because yeah, it's just a very talented cast for an indie film like this, and yeah, this was shot it. in New Zealand. Was it shot in New Zealand? Yes. Oh, wow. I really thought that was shot in Texas. You would think it would be shot in Texas. Could have sworn, man. I could have sworn. But this was shot in Queenstown, New Ze- Zealand. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't um, I didn't even think to go look up where it was filmed. I thought it was Texas. Well, it did a good job looking like Texas, that's for sure. It's a, it's amazing what you can do with sets, yeah, and yeah, locations I mean, that look just like a fucking a ranch in the middle of nowhere in fucking Texas. What the fuck? I know. It's a, it's fucking that look, amazing. That looked more like Texas than the fucking Netflix Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, bro? And they probably both, right. both were shot. Were not shot in Texas. No, I don't. I don't think. Um, 
fuck, where did they film fucking the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I, it wasn't Texas. It was like somewhere weird. Um, Probably in another like country. Would... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how many countries they go to. Just to yeah, Bulgaria, like they shot Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's where that's where Rob's filming the monsters in fucking Bulgaria. Yeah. What the fuck? I know it's amazing. Oh, and it's it's cool. Like sometimes you they get it right, and then sometimes they you know it just looks kind of out of place. But um, all right, you motherfuckers are getting the bad news now. Yeah. Now uh, I'll let I'll, me intro this. It's all you. Take the floor. Every year, I usually have. Four to five films that end up with one star by the end of the year. We're recording this at the end of May. And I have five five star films and five one star films. Now before we get to it, I'll run you down what films I gave one star to so far. First, C for me. A really bad thriller from IFC Midnight. Choose or Die, another Netflix disaster. Attack of the 50-foot cam girl. The disastrous Charles Band Jim Ronowski collaboration. Hashtag awful. <laughs> Literally, that movie had like 10 million hashtags in its dialogue. That got so annoying. <laughs> of course, you had the abomination of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And now we get to the remake of Firestarter. Oh, man. Hold on, hold on. Ready? Ready? This is for Firestarter. Fuck that movie. Seriously. That movie was ass, bro. Fuck what? that movie. Blumhouse, what the fuck? What the fuck? You do this to us all the fucking time, bro. All the fucking time. First of all, you're gonna remake a Stephen King movie. Why the fuck are you remaking Firestarter? The fucking original's not even that good. So you're just like, yeah, let's fucking remake a movie, a Stephen King movie, and we pick Firestarter? Well, first of all... A film that did not need to be remade. It was no, perfect the way it was. You had Manchin George C. Scott in the original. It was perfect. Oh my goodness, bro. That fucking movie, This man. film felt like a fucking TV film. Yeah, it definitely, felt, it definitely had a heavy made-for-TV fucking feel to it. And let me say something. Blumhouse. Man, I, I, I love you guys. The Halloween uh, trilogy. Amazing! You guys have this hype with Black Phone that you keep fucking pushing. I'm excited to see this. Then you drop this fucking giant turd, Firestarter. I will, I, I will not go at back and rewatch that movie one time in my fucking life. Never. I may end up having to for my worst of show. Never. I will. On my other podcast. I will not buy that movie on Blu-ray. I will fucking... That movie was junk. It was just terrible. I hated the fucking whole thing. Hated it. It gets a negative one star 
<laughs> gross fucking movie. Negative this, one. Yeah. This one was an abomination. Just like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah. Ready? Ready? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to keep saying spoiler alert, but fucking spoiler alert. Um, little girl, I didn't even really pay attention to the cast. I'd fucking Zach Efron and... Ryan Kia Armstrong, I think her yeah, name so, is. Yeah, so, uh, beginning, the guy comes in, he kills the little girl's fucking mom. Um, end of the movie, she has a chance to kill him, fucking walks away. With him, nonetheless! With Don't even try it. It ain't gonna be a sequel to that fucking movie because it the fucking tanked in the box office. Firestarter 2. What the fuck? They couldn't even do Firestarter 1 right. There's gonna be no Firestarter 2. That's guaranteed. Fuck, man. I, like, I tell you, man. All like, the fucking I... characters are fucking one-dimensional. That's what yeah. I hate when I see a movie. Characters that are one-dimensional. I didn't like any of the fucking characters. Zach Efron is so fucking horrible in this film. Yeah, I don't want to show her of her powers. And then, like, she fucking kills a cat, and he's like, we gotta put it out of its misery. What, what the fuck? I don't get it. The pacing is horrible. Yeah, Nothing moves fucking... to, like, the last th- uh, half of the third act. It was just fucking, oh man, it's fucking bonkers, dude. Like, you want to fucking slow pace a fucking movie and you fucking, it's like trying to polish a fucking turd at this point. I should have watched the next movie the next, to the right of it. At least I had a better Rotten Tomatoes score than this film. Dude, I tell you. Because uh, I think that had like 11% Rotten Tomatoes score. Firestarter. No wonder why I got thrown out to Peacock right away. <laughs> I was wondering why I got thrown out to Peacock right away, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know. Yeah, I bet you when they had to, Jason Blum had to beg on his knees for John Carpenter to do the score of this film. Yeah. Uh, just to hopefully some people will come in to at least listen to the score. That, that's, uh, unfortunately, that's one of the things that got me, you know, excited to see the movie. When you're fucking mostly excited to see a movie because of the fucking score of the film, well, you know, you know, that's I didn't that. even think that was great, neither. Nah, honestly, it wasn't that great. It's just, just love John Carpenter. It's like, Jason Blum <laughs> wanted to torture us. Oh, fuck, with dude. Fire starter. Fire's never again. Like that. Ugh. Like he tried to do with the craft. Like he tried to do with Black Christmas. At least we avoided those two films. Oh, uh, yeah. PG 13 Black Christmas, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. At least you know. this was rated R, but still, this is just so fucking awful. Yeah, it's like, uh, why the fuck was this film. Even in theaters. Yeah, I, I was. I, at, why the fuck was this playing at the new Apple Cinema? Did we get a um? How did that do in the box office? It definitely bombed. Right? Oh, it tanked big yeah, time. I figured. I figured. Give me. A, it, it's like this film 
is such a failure. It was going to tank no matter what. As of now, it's only made $7.5 million What's as of recording. Firestarter. What's the budget? Around 12 to $15 million. Probably cheap to make. Ooh. Of course, they're going to make these films cheap. Well, at least they got all this uh, Halloween money, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, really. Halloween money. It's going towards bad films like this. That's not a good sign. Yeah, and then you got fucking Ty West coming out destroying Blumhouse with X, so. And that probably didn't make more money than this film did. Uh, it's you know it's because of the uh, it's because it's Blumhouse. Yeah, it's Blumhouse. Blumhouse. Just yeah. like how how did they think that this was gonna be a winning formula? That's who what in Blumhouse who read this screenplay thought. Oh, this is gonna be a great screenplay to produce. Yeah, exactly. Like, this was a fucking TV movie. That's what I always say with Blumhouse when they, when they fucking release a shitty movie is here they are flexing their Halloween money. Yep. yep. Fucking, yep. Show me your Halloween money. Firestarter. Show me your Halloween money. Another Halloween fucking. slash paranormal activity money. Yeah, yeah there you go. It's Show just, me the money! It's just atrocious. Please. Yeah, I like Jason Blum, but sometimes he can get me very... On my nerves. This is one of them. I love, yeah, I like Jason Blum and I love Blumhouse, but like you guys really over there at Blumhouse, just please stop doing this shit, man. Just keep making good, you know, you guys make good movies and then you fucking do this to us. Please, come on. Yeah, no wonder why this ended up on Peacock. I mean, if, you, if you're going to do, uh, if you're going to do a remake, you know, keep, keep it up to the standard that you did Halloween on. The yeah. fuck? This, this was so fucking not in the same realm. And this is a rated R film. I couldn't tell this was a rated R film. This felt like a PG-13 film. This is terrible, bro. It's like, why did they need to remake this film? There are other... Remake Graveyard Shift. That, oh, yeah, that would have been fucking fine. That I, I, or Silver Bullet. Yeah, oh, whoa, 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 pump the brakes, Anthony T. Silver Bullet. That's one of my, uh, you know, that's probably my top 20 all-time favorite horror films. I don't know. Don't don't remake Silver Bullet. You're going to fuck it up. <laughs> don't fuck up Silver Bullet, because Jason Blum, I will tweet your ass, motherfucker. <laughs> You don't want me to start tweeting you. I don't even have a Twitter. I'll make one just to fucking tweet you. You asshole. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, don't. If you're going to remake a movie, remake it good. Um, If not, don't do it at all. Yeah, And don't make stupid endings. Yeah. Like, and stop making Texas Chainsaw Massacre films, guys. You're bumming me the fuck out. Yeah, I don't need to see My favorite film, stop it. Stop it. 
I don't need to see another Texas Chainsaw Massacre film for another five years. But knowing yeah. Netflix, they're probably going to make another one. Uh, two to this one, Ollie. Fuck. Well, it did well enough, probably, in views. They'll probably make another one since it's cheap. So sad. It's fucking depressing, man. This, this genre... This genre makes me happy. They gotta stop doing things that fucking bum me out and make me sad. Well, it's gonna, well we got Halloween Ends coming out. That's making me a little on edge. Yeah, uh, I think Halloween Ends, as a, um, I don't know if you guys caught that, but a helicopter was just flying in the sky, making a lot of fucking noise. Um, yeah, uh, well, I think Halloween Ends is going to be good. And, uh, anything with Halloween makes money. Yeah. And it's not fucking, I mean... Fuck. There's, there's a there's a fucking bunch of people that we talk about all the time, and Anthony talk about that are not horror fans, like to the caliber that we are, that don't even know what the fuck Firestarter was. Yeah. And then you, and they're like, oh, fucking cool movie, dude. Like, sh- no, sh- 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 no, it's not, it's not a good movie. No. So, if good. someone tells me Firestarter is a good movie. I can't take you seriously. I've only heard a few people that have said that. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't take you seriously. That movie was not good. The original movie was not good. I didn't like the original. I don't like. This, I don't like this one more than I didn't like the original. Like what the fuck. At least the original had a cast. I mean, yeah, that's all it really had. But other than that, man, I. I don't know. Not for me. It's not my cup of tea. Probably a little too sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind sci-fi horror. Like, I I like sci-fi horror, especially like um, uh, would you consider the the brain sci-fi horror, right? Yes. Yeah, that's a fucking amazing movie. So I like sci-fi horror, but like, not all. Some sometimes sci-fi horror can get a little um, a little uh, out of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah. Fuck Firestarter. Moving on to this month's topic, Guilty Pleasure Films. Me and Anthony are going to discuss our top three favorite horror Guilty Pleasure Films. Anthony, you want to kick it off, dude? Sure. Number three, Psycho Cop Returns. This film is the sequel to the 1989 film Psycho Cop which is a much better film than this film, as Psycho Cop was a more serious horror film. This one was just a guilty pleasure film for all the reasons, including your main male protagonist being so annoying throughout the film, as the performance is just so over the top. The dialogue is cheesy, includes a lot of one-liners. The film's main villain is more entertaining than frightening. (laughs) It's like... It stars Bobby Ray Sheffer from The Office as a satanic police officer and mental patient officer Joe Vickers. And it also starred the late Julia Strain as well. It's just way over the top in its death scenes. Cheesy dialogue. Gratuitous nudity. 
It has this weird um, ending to where it gets sort of political when this film is not supposed to be a political film given the fact that everything else in this film had no political meaning right up until the film's final scenes. It just got way over the top, way over the place. It's definitely worth checking out for all the wrong reasons. But still, yeah. I hold this really dear to my heart. It keeps yeah. me wanting for Psycho Cop on Blu-ray. At least that's a better <laughs> film. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I'd never seen this film, so I'm, I'm definitely gonna probably have to go check it out. All right, yeah. All right. Um, so coming in at my number three is a horror film from the 2000s, and it is Book of Shadows: The Blair Witch Two. I have it as my number three because I was so when I first seen it, I was so I was so disappointed. It's it's not what I expected in any way. It was um the first Blair Witch. You uh, I was young when it came out, so you kind of get you know behind the the hype that, that is this real? It, it you know it's the found footage feel, and you know you didn't know. Like, the, the the thing that made the original Blair Witch so special is you didn't know whether it was real or fake. And um, in the second film that came out in 2000, it was fucking absolutely bonkers, bro. Um, Kim Director played a character uh, called Kim Diamond, I believe. And uh, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't even, uh, I think, enjoyed the movie a little bit. It was just her character that made the movie so great to me. Um, it was just so over the top. With the with the uh, ghost witch thing walking backwards over the bridge and I, I don't know, you know the thing that pisses me off when they do sequels is sometimes they go absolutely off the fucking wall and they they don't need to but yeah I definitely had to put Blair Witch Two as my uh, guilty pleasure film because I like I enjoy it but I don't enjoy it as it's a good movie I give it a it's definitely a solid two out of three stars. Did you like the movie? I liked it a lot. I mm. got what the filmmaker was trying to do. Is yeah. examine the heis- the hysteria of the Blair Witch. That's what this film was about. Yeah, I just think they just went too over the top. It was just like fucking, like a bad acid trip. The whole fucking movie was an acid trip. Well, it was directed by a director who's the most famous for documentary, so... Really? Joe Berlinger, who's done some documentaries, including Paradise Lost, The Child Murders at Robin Hood Hills, and And, Brothers Keeper. And the fucking budget for the fucking Book of Shadows was $15 million. $15 million on that? Jesus, man, I don't know. That, that movie was not, it was not anything, when, when I, now I'm, I was fucking, in 2000, I was 10, so when I heard they were coming out with another Blair Witch, I was excited, I'm like, yes, we're gonna get, like, another really good film, and then we got this shit, it was absolutely off the walls, I, I just, you know, you enjoy it now as a guilty pleasure film, I, I, like I said, it's definitely a, a two out of three stars, 
it's not something that like like I'd go back say hey I'm gonna watch a movie I want to watch some kind of good horror film I'm not gonna put Blair Witch Book of Shadows on it's probably the last thing I'm gonna put on it's just it's a good film I just think it's a good uh, film we we beg to differ yeah we definitely yeah everybody you know uh, that's the thing with that too man is some people really like it and some people hate it. I don't think there's no medium with that movie yeah, it's one of those love-it-or-hate-it films. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a love-it-or-hate-it film. There's no medium. It's like, uh, you either like the movie or you don't fucking like it. It, it, it kind of reminds me of, like, in a way, Halloween 3. It's either you like Halloween 3 or you fucking hate Halloween 3. Yeah, uh, So basically. Uh, yeah, so that's just how you look at it. I mean, there's no in-between, but what about your number two, buddy? My number two... I'll let you guess what the original title of this film was in Italy. Oh, oh, uh... It's based off a popular franchise. Aliens. No. Oh, Terminator. Close. Terminator 2. Terminator 2, alright, yeah. They called this film Terminator 2. But then again, you knew because we did do a recording of this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remembered. And then I, that, when I said aliens, and I was like, wait, he fucking said this before. It was Terminator. And that's the only reason I knew, because I'd never seen this film. This film was titled Terminator 2 in Italy. So, so much f so that it had problems getting a U.S. release. <laughs> The U.S. title of this film is Shocking Doc, which isn't much better. No, not at all. It's one of those films, if Aliens and Terminator had a love child, you would get this film. It did not feel like a Terminator ripoff until the third act, even though they titled this film Terminator 2. The sets were very cheesy, like they are in a typical Italian horror film. Yep. The acting is horrible. Characters are over the top. Greta Greta, who people may know from Liberto Bava's Demons, plays an over-the-top, uptight sergeant. This film has one of the most ludicrous moments I have ever seen. When the main character... And the kid are faced with a situation that the building is going to blow up with no escape. They find an experimental time pod allowing them to escape. Mm. You would think by then the movie would be over. No. The Terminator or the robot, as we can't say that had a second time pod. And they continued this fight until the protagonists won. Sounds fucking epic, bro. You have to see this film. <laughs> you really Sounds have to see this film. Off the fucking wall, bro. This Italian horror is really cheesiest. Oh, man. Cheesy as hell. I love uh, it though. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. That's, that's another one. Like you, so far, your top, uh, your number three and number two, I have not seen. So I'm definitely gonna have to go, you know, backtrack and see those two films because you are saying they're absolutely off the wall and they're fucking 
you know, I, I, dude, I like watching, you know, horrendous disappointment movies, you know, it's, it's it fucking makes me happy, you know, because you can't fucking hit home runs every time you make a film, man, you know what I mean? Yeah, but um, still, they live on to this yeah, day. They live on, and my number two is, uh, yeah, you're gonna, you might have a heart attack when I tell you my number two, um, before I, I say the movie. I'm gonna let you guess, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little little story, okay? Why this is my number two guilty pleasure film? Because I, when I seen this, okay, this movie came out in 2007. I was 17 years old, and I went with a group of friends to see this movie, and they were saying there was so much hype behind this movie. They were uh, saying how scary this movie was. And you know what? We go to the theater. It's packed. Me and my friends sit down, and I watch. I I, I watch the I watch the film. All right. Uh, I don't, I don't even remember how long it was. Uh, an hour and a half. I, I I it doesn't matter. I I watch. I I sit through the whole film, and I t- I I just remember turning to my buddy and said, "It was that the was that the movie that had all that hype?" And we ended up busting out laughing like we just finished watching a comedy I thought the movie was absolutely pathetic I thought it was shit I watch it to the I, I mean I, I think I watched it once I watched it last year just uh I wanted to get a refill for the movie yeah so I watched it again because I haven't seen the film in a while and I'm like wow I still get the feeling that this was a, a guilty pleasure film and I, I by any means this was not intended to be a guilty pleasure film and by any means do I think anybody's gonna well maybe someone agrees with me but this is a, probably a lot of people's favorite film especially it's <clears throat> part of a you know a big franchise do you know a movie I'm talking about is it Halloween 2 no it's Paranormal Activity what? Yes. What? Yes. What? Yes. Yes. That's yes. a great film. That movie fucking sucks, man. It, I fucking sat through that movie, and, like, the hype that was around the original Paranormal Activity is like, all right, cool, like, I'm gonna, you know, see a really fucking scary movie. It sucked. It sucked. It was flat. It was like drinking Diet Coke. It was <laughs> it's terrible. Man, listen. The only thing that I love about that movie is it had a fifteen, I think, a fifteen thousand dollar budget, and it, it did as well as it's it's done. Which I'm I'm surprised it did that well. I could have sworn when I first seen that movie, I could have sworn that movie was gonna tank. I'm like, there's no way this comes out to be like any like what I thought in 2007. I would have never thought that this movie would be as big as it is today. I would have never... I didn't think we were going to get a sequel. I didn't think, like, it would become a franchise. I didn't think, like, it would become some people's favorite film. I look at it as a guilty pleasure film. I don't... I, it's like a comedy to me. The movie is just... Um, I, I can't... I can't watch the movie and take a serious approach to it. I, I, I don't know why, and I, I've tried. I've watched it I went through periods with this movie that I won't watch it for a while. I'll try to erase it from my memory and then I'll go back to see it. And I look at it the same way I did 
when I seen it when it originally came out. It's fucking. I don't. I, there's just something about it that doesn't draw me into it being like a serious tone of a movie, and I don't. I don't know why I feel that way. But going by the way you reacted, um, I'm thinking that's like one of your favorite horror films. I thought it was one of the best films of that decade. Mm-mm. No way. I remember getting scared at the end. Really? Watching it in the theaters. Oh, man, that movie did not scare Plus, me. Plus, it helps watching it in it, with a few people, too, it helps. Yeah, like like I said, when I first, I first seen it, when it like it first came out, and I went with a, with a group of friends, and, man, nothing. No wonder why you were trying to avoid that lovely couple over at CT Horror Fest <laughs> last year. There you go. Now, now it's now it's all coming to you how I didn't just go crazy when they were there, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan of the movie. Uh, I, I look at it as like I, but it's funny. I'm not a fan of the movie, but I don't like it for the approach that t- tries to take serious, um, like a serious feel to the movie. But I look at it as a guilty pleasure film. That's the way I look at it. This is the like film. I like it for that. It's the film that gave us Jason Blum. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I believe that's one of his first films. Yeah, uh, well, we know how Jason Blum don't always put out good stuff. I know. Look at <laughs> Firestarter. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, the list can go on there, but I think that's one of them. Um, yeah, that's one of the ones that didn't really hit for me. I can't now, believe we don't like that film. That was just perfect. You know, I don't no, no, far from perfect. I know when, when I tell people that a lot, and they get shocked too. But I've I've met a few people that don't like that, but I've, I've also met a few people that think fucking Halloween sucks, and that that's not a that's the wrong answer. Halloween does not suck. No, it does not suck. Um, I'm gonna go on a limb here because, like we said before, you we've pre-recorded this before and we messed up, so we we had to go back into it. Um, I think I know your number one. Yeah. And your number one is my number one, so I think we should talk about our number ones together. It's the greatest guilty pleasure film of all time. Jason X. Jason X. He so, goes to space. He goes, so, so let me let me let me tell you. I'll, I'll briefly go into um, uh, my Jason X story, then I'll let you take over. Um, yeah, that that is just like you said. It's the best guilty pleasure film of all time. Um, this movie came out April 26, 2002, okay? My birthday was the 28th, so uh, two days after the film came out. So I begged, I, I not begged, I asked my, my mom and my dad to, you know, I want to go see that movie for, for my birthday. And it took me to go see the movie. I actually went with my cousin. Me and my cousin went to go see the movie. And, um, I was so happy. I was like, yes, we're going to get, like, Friday the 13th movie, and I'm going to get to see it in theaters. This is so freaking cool. Then Jason goes to space, and we get Uber Jason. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? The whole movie is absolutely bonkers. There's no there's no part in this movie where you, you take it serious. Um, is there awesome kills in it? Yes, yes, because Kane Harder's in it. 
my favorite part, I think, is the ending of the movie. Well, you know, when he turns into Uber Jason, that's a, that's a cool part. But the ending of the movie when his fucking hockey mask flies and the couple's randomly in a boat and they think it's a shooting star and they're just sitting there and I think like they go to like make a wish or something like that and it ends it's fucking absolutely bonkers, bro. Absolutely. Now I remember watching this film on cable, going past this film. So you didn't see it when it came out in the no. theaters? No. I yeah, thought it was you. stupid. Lucky you. I watched it on cable, like, watched, like, two minutes of it. Ah, eh, screw it. This looks stupid. Then I came across, then another day I came across it, watched more. Then, maybe after the third or fourth time, I decided to find this film on cable and just watch the damn thing. It's like watching a train wreck. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you cannot help take your eyes off. Because you know it's so bad. Yeah. It's like, who? what was the studio thinking when they greenlighted this film? Yeah, uh, let's put Jason in space and give him a fucking cool costume and have him fuck everybody up. Dude, the whole time, honestly, after he got his upgrade, I thought he was going to fucking fight an alien or something. I was fucking hoping for it, uh, and it never happened fucking total disappointment still i'd love to see alien versus uber jason greatest fucking movie it does feature a cameo from david cronenberg that's yep. the only good thing about this film yeah was the first five minutes of it that's it yeah once it gets yeah. into space it's completely bonkers in all the wrong <laughs> ways yeah 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 and that's what makes you know the guilty pleasure films fun it's like the movie sucks but you can't take your eyes off the movie and that was like the whole movie for me like in the beginning like i didn't even like i didn't like the um when jason was frozen and i didn't like the original costume they had him in i thought it was kind of it was like it was weird and then he fucking gets the upgrade but i forgot how he gets i haven't seen that movie in a while I forgot how he gets the upgrade, but he gets it. And his machete, his machete upgraded too, right? I'm not sure. I haven't seen yeah, it in I, a while. I think he did. If I, if I remember correctly, his machete did get a fucking upgrade. If anybody can confirm this, like comment it, that his machete did get an upgrade, I really think he, it did. I think it turned to some kind of cool-ass looking machete, um, but I'm not sure. Like I said, I haven't seen it in a while either. But um, I, I really did like kind of dig the mask. And I know every once in a while, like during conventions, Kane will do a um, an Uber Jason photo op. And if I if I'm ever around when he does one, if I if I'm at the convention when he does it, I'll probably grab one, just because it's, it's I mean it's the greatest guilty pleasure film. Yeah, like you, it absolutely is. And that's the thing too, like backtracking a little bit when I shocked you with the paranormal thing. That's the thing about it too. It's I thought the movie I thought the movie um, was so bad that I couldn't stop watching it. And, like, all these little things are happening, and I'm like, oh, like, why does this movie suck, and I just can't stop watching it, and that's, that's why I came in as my number two. Um, it was, it, it was, honestly, it was between that or Rob Zombie's Halloween, uh, two, but my tie for two. But number one was definitely Jason X, and I think that's for all the, uh, for all the right reasons, or should yeah. I say wrong reasons? Wrong reasons. For <laughs> all the wrong reasons. Yeah. 
You got anything else to say about Jason X? I'm done with that film. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> Jason got an upgrade. Um, yeah, so uh, let's go into briefly about um, what we've been watching. And um, me and Anthony has watched all the Psycho films. Well, we, we, we went back and watched all the Psycho films besides the original. Um, I'd never seen Psycho 2. He brought it over. And um, uh, you brought it over, and um, I picked it, and I was like, let's watch this. And probably my favorite Psycho film was number two. Yeah, I was shocked that that was a very good film. I was expecting the worst. Mm. Yeah, um, I, yeah, that me too, and like never seeing Psycho 2. And I seen it when you brought it over, and I'm like, I'm, I want to watch this, because it's either going to be a decent film, or it's going to be the fucking worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It was really good. Like, really good. And then you got, uh, then we watched what, Psycho 3 and 3, four? yeah, 3 and 4. Yeah, um, well, you really liked 4. I didn't like 4. I liked 3 more than 4, even though 3 had, like, kind of a more campy feel to it. That was and, my problem with 3. Yeah. 4 was just so serious. Like, it was a very serious tone to the Psycho films. I kind of like the, um, after, you know, having one and two, I kind of liked the campiness of three, just because it, it was it was basically just like one and two. It, one, two, and three are kind of all very similar, and four is absolutely uh, a big fucking curve difference. I wasn't expecting that, because I'd never seen four either, and I, was, I wasn't expecting the approach that they took for that. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, 4 I liked more because it tells the backstory, which we finally get. Yeah, yeah, I would, I like that. I like that they told the backstory about that. I think that, because we needed that. We definitely needed that, and um, I was kind of hoping, honestly, that 3 gave that to us, but we had to wait till 4. Plus, I didn't like 3 because I did not like the protagonist in that film. Yeah. She was just so annoying. Yeah, and what is with, you know, fucking uh, Norman Bates in that lake? Like, he he loves that lake, huh? I know. <laughs> it seems to be a requirement for every Psycho film yeah. for a car to go into that lake. <laughs> every Psycho... It's in, it's in the contract. Every Psycho film, a car has to go in the lake. Fucking awesome. I remember me and you, like, we, we, uh, we were watching three, and I remember you turned to me, you like... What is with all these psycho films? What, why does the car have to go into the lake? And I looking at you, and I was just like, I have no idea, but I was just thinking the same exact thing. Like it was like the same fucking lake. It did the same thing as two: go into the lake and kill the hotel manager. <laughs> yeah, like two and three was like uh, copy and paste, basically. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. But when we get, uh, no, he didn't work at the diner anymore. In uh two did uh no, three did he no he didn't. no he didn't work uh he went that's right he went back to the uh he ran the hotel full time I forgot yeah um we we go back to the diner we have that uh the news reporter lady so we do go back to the diner but like I, I don't know I I really like I thought that was the like the cool part like he gets out of the uh in part two he gets out of the um the hospital and he goes to the uh or the psych ward and he goes to the um the diner and gets a job so. You give a serial killer a job with food. Mm-hmm. Nice an interesting twist. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this guy, uh, you know, he killed, killed some people. Let's give him a job that uh, serves food to people. 
seems seems legit. Yeah, but uh, I think um, besides one, which is a really really good film, even though I love one, I want to say two is my favorite. I don't think there's a right and a wrong answer here. I just enjoy two more than I did the original. That's just it. And I'm not that I say I I didn't enjoy the original. I did, but if I'm comparing them together, which one I enjoyed more out of one and two, I enjoyed two more than I enjoyed one. Can't go against Hitchcock. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. But so if I if I had to go in order from one to four, I'd say two, one, three, four. One, two, four, three. Yeah. I don't think there's a wrong answer there with all you know the one and two. Uh, One and two is it could either go for a second. Because those, those are the two best in the series. Agreed. Yeah, those are definitely the two best in the series. Um, yeah, um, I don't know what... I think we're going to have to go back into um, some different uh, film franchises that we haven't seen, and we're going to have to go through them like we did Psycho. Yeah. I think that would actually be a good idea. Um, yeah, any other news, Anthony? Uh, I also recently saw The Omen for the first time. Nice. How'd you like it? I thought it was a very good film. Seriously. <laughs> I thought it was very suspenseful, very yep. creepy. Couple of really good death scenes in the film. Yeah. Has some great performances from Gregory Peck and David Warner. Those are really good films, surprisingly. And I'm not not a fan of these religious horror films because sometimes it can drag on. Yeah. But this one didn't. I really enjoyed the Omen. I think it's a really good movie. And now I gotta go through the Omen 2, 3, 4, and the remake. As I'm right now going through that box set. Mm. Oh, I got some uh, I got some interesting news for you. I don't know. It, it's not official by any means. But I heard rumors that when the black phone gets its release, it's going to be attached to a um, Halloween Ends trailer. About so, time. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I seen that rumor yesterday, and that started to kind of... Uh, spread i started to see it multiple times so you know maybe it's true maybe it's not i think that would be interesting because when halloween uh kills came out there was no um right there was no theaters because of covid Mm -hmm. and so we i mean and i don't i don't even know if last year if what did blumhouse come out with last year that was a you know a anticipated release like the black phone i don't think they came out with something like that last year not to my knowledge yeah, so they, they they would have had nothing to attach a Halloween Kills trailer to anyway. So, like, I, I think it would be really, you know, cool if they did give us the Halloween trailer when this movie came out, especially that they pushed this movie so many fucking times, you know? Mm-hmm. I also heard a rumor that we may be getting a Terrifier 2 trailer s- drop soon as well. Oh, really? Nice. They keep teasing it. We've been waiting for a long time for that movie as well. Yeah, they. I'm hearing rumors how, around Halloween this year. Oh, like a release date? Yes, it should be released this year. Oh, nice! Hell yeah, that's awesome. Because I think uh, when did we get the original trailer for that? Like the uh, teaser trailer for that? By the year, two years ago. Yeah, I don't know if it was 2020 or 2021. I don't remember. But yeah, I I know it got pushed back due to COVID. But yeah, I don't I don't remember what we got. About a year up. ago. Yeah. Um yeah, about a year ago, you're right. Um but it was it was good and then I, I haven't heard anything about it until you just mentioned it now and same thing I haven't heard anything about the barn too. That I have no idea. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm very excited for the barn too as like the barn 
the original Marvin's a fucking great movie. Great, I'm hoping great stuff. that comes out this year. I'm really hoping that yeah. comes out. I'm hoping, yeah, I'm thinking it would probably maybe come out around the same time. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, before we take you guys out, uh, Anthony, did you see Rob Zombie's latest post of the new uh, cast member onto the Monsters movie? Oh, yeah, the one with the serial post. Zombo! I, I knew um, a couple, like, geez, oh, actually, yeah, a couple months back when he started uh, uh, putting out posts about the Monsters, he um, showed Zombo's hat. Well, he, he actually put a post out. He said, if you're a fan of the Monsters, you know whose hat this was. And it, it's like, it looks like a witch hat. It has little stars and moons on it. And I knew it was Zombos because I'm a fan. I've seen all the episodes uh, from both seasons. Um, so I was like, ooh, Zombo. That, that's fucking going to be interesting. And then he, you know, I thought we were going to get a trailer the other day when I sent you that message on Facebook. I'm like, oh, shit, we're going to get a trailer. And no, he just announced. Or I was like, we're going to either, one, get a trailer or two, he's going to announce that Eddie Munster's in the movie. We go, oh, and we got the picture of Zombo, which I was excited for. I'm like, fuck yeah, we get Zombo. Sick. Um, I wanted to see if Butch Patrick's going to be in this or not. Still kind of left in the air on that. Zombo looks great. He looks very similar to what they did with the original. I'm excited for this. Um, I know a lot of people are dogging on it, but I'm very excited for this. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting film. For yeah, sure. Uh, I've, I've been seeing a lot of pictures, a lot of... Uh, even Rob's posted uh, two clips of uh, Herman, Lily, and uh, I think Uncle Gil. And it looks really good, man. Uh, for a PG-13... This is PG-13, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. Yes. For a PG, PG-13 Rob Zombie film, this looks like the deal. I'm excited. The big question so, is where this film is going to land. I am hoping it's fucking Peacock, right? Because that's where it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all the uh, episodes of the monsters are on Peacock, but I, like uh, like I think we discussed, it's also got rumored that it might go to Netflix, which I fucking hope not. Me neither. Uh, yeah, I don't want it to go to Netflix. I think it needs to go to Peacock, and I think I hope they release it. I don't think Rob's going to release it in October, so I hope he does it in September. That's probably the best bet for this film. Yeah, you don't want to release it when the time where the hype around Halloween is going to come out because, you know... Because you got this. Halloween ends coming out. Yeah, I mean, I know this is... I, I'm i assuming the Monsters is going to be a, a Peacock exclusive, but it's I, it's I if he releases it in October, it's just going to get, you know, outshadowed here. So I just hope he, you know, really starts to push it and um, we get a trailer and it gets a date of September. Which would be really cool. Yeah. Well, this wraps up another edition of Two from Hell. Yes, yes. Um, next month's episode, Anthony, tell them. It'll be our top three summer-themed films. Summer-themed horror films. It's going to be a good episode. Yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying the show so far. Um, any feedback, let us know. Like I said, it's only, um, it's only me and Anthony's second episode, so I hope you motherfuckers are enjoying it. It'll get better. I'm having a fucking blast doing this yeah definitely it's fucking fun having a rated r podcast and being able to say whatever the fuck you want on it it's a good time yeah it is it really is really is anthony man been fun time man but let's let these people go yes it's been way too long <laughs> yeah it's a long episode we we came into this with like 40 minutes an episode this is like the fucking two hour episode or somewhere lesser than two hours yeah, I don't know, fucking like an hour and 20 minutes. Anyway, all right, everybody, later. 
Later.